Let me grab a corkscrew. Adventures in Wine. I'm David Chandler, and he is Jason Yap. Good to see you, David. And you, Jason. Been a while. It has been too long because now it's nearly Christmas. I know, and what I thought we'd do today with that in mind is look at some wines that would make, I think, ideal festive drinking that might not be the most obvious choices to uh, people who hadn't thought of it. So, okay. uh, for you, really. Alright, for me, so it's going to be a hipster Christmas, is it? Cool Christmas drinking. A sideways take. For those people that have drunk all you're supposed to drink at Christmas. So... Golly, am I going to get out of the house alive? Oh, you're putting some of those back. I thought we were going to have... Right, okay. There we go. Yeah, you are. Um, but what I thought we'd do I'm is... I'm not disappointed. Start off with some fizz. Because, um... It's obligatory, really. And this is a wine after, if you'd have told my younger self we'd be extolling the virtues of this, I would have been amazed because not only is it an English wine, it is from our home county of Somerset. Well, how about that? It comes from Raxall, just, is it on the edge of the Mendit? Very chalky soil, part of the Paris Basin. And um, this is pure Pinot Noir that's bottle fermented. So you right. make a still wine and then okay. you add some yeast and sugar. And induce a secondary fermentation uh-huh. in the bottle, the byproduct of which is carbon dioxide, which is where the fizz comes from. Mm-hmm. But when I first tasted this, it was a revelation, and we've been listening it for a couple of years. It's pure Pinot Noir, which is a red-skinned, white-fleshed grapes. Most red grapes have white flesh. You can get red grapes with red flesh but very unusual and mm-hmm. they're not used widely in winemaking except for people who are really keen and oh, okay. get loads of colour into a wine mm-hmm. but this anyway pure Pinot Noir and you'll see the colour of it in the glass just open the bottle there it's a lovely very pale oh, rosé yeah. and people tend to think well you know rosé that's a summer drink but this is such a delicate lovely pale coral pink colour that I just thought it was rather festive, and that is that is gorgeous. gorgeous yeah, I think we wine. should be championing English wine. Quite a fruity on the nose. You've got lovely, so a little bit of brioche on the nose, but mainly these sort of crushed mm-hmm. red currant and raspberry, yeah, aromas, and then that carries through onto this lovely, lovely dry palate. So it's really crisp, almost just the right side of tart, mm-hmm. but it's got lovely length. And you know, if you gave me a glass of that whilst I was peeling potatoes on Christmas morning, I'd be very happy. <laughs> Would it have been possible, even ten years ago, the idea of drinking sparkling wine from that, Somerset? That's a really good question. I think it technically would have been possible, but I don't know if we'd have had the know-how or, moreover really, the confidence to, right. to do it. It's, it's a thing now, for good reason, but we have now arrived 
you know, English sparkling wine, the genie is out of the bottle. It's a known thing. We're doing it very, very well. Confidence is riding high. Consumer confidence is massive. You know, you pay a premium price for these wines because they're premium quality. So it's the equivalent price of, of what you pay for your champagne, really. Right. But um, value for money is there are plenty. So and do we have the melting of the polar ice caps to thank for this, or is it just a coincidence? Oof. Uh, no, uh, without a doubt, uh, more temperate climate is making the English growing season more viable. It's an ill wind, Jason. It is, um, which is why the Champenois are buying up tracts of Kent, Dorset uh, and Somerset because the land is relatively good value for money. Yeah, we want our country back. (laughs) You'll be getting Scottish sparkling wine before you know it. What about so, Icelandic sparkling wine? Well, that, that, that I don't on the know. cards. Um, that is that's very very nice. It's yummy. Um, it's so that's from Rapsol Vineyard. It's the Somerset Rosé, um, dry sparkling wine, and um, that would be my my nap for um, Christmas Day fizz. Mm. I'm following up. I've got my young French colleague Alex to thank for the second wine. He's from Burgundy. And he's worked a couple of harvests down here in Macon Vergisson, which is the southern part of the Macanay, just bordering Puy Fuisse. And this is from Domaine de Roncevaux, made by Eric Savaret, who is an engineer turned winemaker. This is the young, 2016, mm-hmm. so recent but very good vintage. It's pure Chardonnay, which it has to be. It's the only grape there allowed to use and I'm just having a bit of a love affair with this wine at the moment and the reason I want to be drinking it is because it's really versatile so you, you can really just enjoy a glass of this on its own in France I can tell you for sure they would be serving it on Christmas Day with oysters alright many a French person much more so than we do in this country lamentably will enjoy some mid-morning fresh oysters on the half shell mm. and this would work very well with that that's nice but Cheyenne we will almost certainly have it with some smoked salmon it's not a very festive looking label can I say to be trivial about this for a minute well I know you're understandably um, you know, very interested in the, the visual aspects of that. it's not my favourite label but I think the, the quality of the wine you know, belies that mm. um, and um Beautiful, delicate orchard fruit nose, and then on the palate, what really makes this wine is its kind of racy minerality. It's got lovely length. It smells good, certainly. Well, it's grown on a limestone soil. I mean, the French go on about terroir, which is a bit of a nebulous concept. It basically means taste pertaining to the place, mm-hmm. and um, but no doubt about it, the soil here in the Maconay is having a marked effect on the taste of this wine. It's tongue curling, isn't it, actually? It's searingly dry, mm-hmm. with an incredible yeah. you know, wine trade speak it's length. Um, but smooth, too. And you could enjoy a glass of that on its own, but really, I think some kind of fish or seafood, right. crab would be good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm opting for smoked salmon, almost certainly, myself. Why ever not? Is that what you're going to be serving on Christmas Day then? So far, you've peeled potatoes. Then, yeah, we've had a glass of so, this. And then, then we're into the Macon Vergie song. Without a doubt, this is what I will be you know, planning ahead. 
and um, with some smoked salmon. I have a side of which from the very good Chesil Smokery down in Bridport. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's exactly what we're going to be doing. I'm going to go perfectly with it. Very, very nice indeed. Um, then in terms of red wine, I had to think uh, a little bit more sort of laterally because and there's a great many people who would, would recommend serving white wine with turkey, but I'm, I'm not one of them. I, mean, I think you can do it quite happily, but um, you know, we've been there, done that. I would now, at this juncture, you know, later in the day, segue onto a red wine. Do you know what I would do with turkey? I would serve white wine with turkey and throw the turkey away. Yeah, well, <laughs> you wouldn't be alone in, in your turkey aversion, but... Um, but given that we have to have turkey on Christmas Day, this is what you've chosen. Uh, yeah. I was kind of surprised myself with coming up with this, but I, I just can't improve on it as an idea. I can't unthink it. And it's a very young Syrah. So it's a 2016 right. vintage of Syrah, mm -hmm. made by Alan Grio's son, Maxime, and his business partner, Thomas Schmittel. And um, it's called Equinox. And this is a great label. You've the, got a, a curious, you, curious label. This extraordinary... Of, of a sort of sulky grape. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, people have to Long look on the long-legged sulky grape. People have to look on the website to see that, but it's, you can't it, describe it. So it's from Crow's Hermitage, and it's pure Syrah, and there's and it's bottled under screw cap. Very rare, mm -hmm. indeed. France is about twenty years behind the rest of the world in terms of its acceptance of screw caps. Yeah, it's very and, groovy looking. And, all the same. And, Look, yeah, looks well, better with a screw cap than it would do with a cork. Well, cork is a very good closure, mm. but for wine that is intended to be drunk within its first couple of years of uh, bottling mm -hmm. I would always aver that a screw cap's a better idea anyway this is from the Gryo stable and it's called Equinox because it was originally about 10 years ago when they first produced it it was a spring bottling and that was made for cash flow reasons they desperately needed some money they just bought some vines and um, you know, two young guys starting out and they did this light fruity spring bottling of mm -hmm. pure northern red syrup mm with the idea that they'd get a bit of cash in the bank before they actually sold the main release of their wine. And this is, it's just got an exquisite black fruit, which is quite briary. And then what this is all about is this sort of almost sweet, very pure, dark black fruit. So I've got to imagine now that I'm chewing on a, chewing is the operative word, turkey drumstick while I sip this. Well, I think so. The wine is so sleek and supple and it's got these lovely, delicate, youthful tannins, fine-grained tannins. Well, it's certainly perking up my taste buds. There's mm. no doubt about that. But I don't think you want the wine to be too much of a distraction. I think it's a support act, really. And um, I'm, I'm very happy with this as a choice. I think it'll appeal to a lot of different people. It's not going to break the budget. And... Um, you know, juicy, fruity, youthful northern syrup. Right? And it's a it's a class act, though, really, Jason, isn't it? And what then is it? also, <clears throat> given my preoccupation with trivia, like the label, you know, when have you ever seen something approximating a midnight blue label on a bottle of wine before? Well, no, it's a, from a very stylish stable. It and, is. And uh, anyway, one to look forward to.
Then you see, you would throw away the turkey on Christmas Day. I, I would, I would uh, do the same with the pudding. Uh, <laughs> because by the time I get to that, you know, more, I have more than once let one boil dry as I've fallen asleep. Uh, <laughs> on the sofa uh, pudding means closure that is the trouble with pudding is this it means you know the whole deal is coming to an end this is the difficult well it's quite hard pudding. to match uh, wine with Christmas pudding but this would be my go to wine and this bottle has been open for a few days but it doesn't matter because it's deliberately oxidative it's from Banyuls mm-hmm. just where the Mediterranean meets the Pyrenees, you'll know of it because it's the sister appellation to Collioure, where uh-huh. the Fauvists applied their trade. Mm-hmm. And it's a blend of Grenache Noir, Grenache Gris, and Carignan that are made in a Solera system. You see, there's no vintage on this, but it. it well, look it, at the colour of that. It's got the word reserva, yeah. It's like a tawny port. Mm. Honestly, you could forget about the Christmas pudding and just have, in France, they have a big bowl of nuts and dried fruit. And there you go, glass of this. Mm. Like this, as this is. It's much debate about what temperature to drink by yours, but I favour a lightly chilled. Yeah, 12 degrees, something like that. Mm. Um, you don't want it too chilly, but I think neither do you want it at blood temperature. And it smells quite porty, mm-hmm. raisiny even, if you will. Mm-hmm. That is very, very nice indeed. Well, it's what we call a vin du naturel. Yeah. A lot of people in the vicinity would drink this uh, before the meal as a little pre-prandial pick me up okay quite well chilled but I think it works best you know digestive segueing onto that if you must have it Christmas pudding mm-hmm. and um, you know hope you don't lose a crown on a sixpence <laughs> <laughs> which my grandmother used to reclaim every day after after Never. yes yeah, 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 no, we had to give them back um, but there she was a stickler for tradition um, up to a point anyway uh, I'm looking forward to the big day not least because it means some time off work and yeah. um, uh, I hope you enjoyed my selection I very very much indeed you can have my turkey drumstick and, uh, and you can have my turkey pudding, your pudding. <laughs> cheers cheers <laughs>